Welcome to Passion to Power with your host, Michelle Zeitlin. She's a creative producer who quote-unquote wears many hats. She's also a talent and literary manager and founded the company Morzap Productions and Management. She develops people and projects across all media. Her guests encompass the gamut, from artists to authors, actors to activists. Please welcome Michelle Zeitlin, Passion to Power. We know each other through stage and theater. You were a Fosse Fosse yes. Fosse girl. I was a Michael Bennett girl. I know our paths have weaved and it is such an honor and pleasure to interview you. you <laughs> honor and pleasure is all mine, Diva. <laughs> Diva back, Diva back. Valerie Petty Ford. Fabulous, sounds like a dessert, Petty Ford. I bet there I is. I know, right? You dropped that D. <laughs> and, and it is a or, and it's a little French dessert. Yes. Okay. So Miss French dessert, where shall we start? I tell you where I would like to introduce, first of all, what Passion to Power is all about. Passion to Power is a platform for the aspiring artists, 18 to 26, as nice. well as those doing pivots and triple pirouettes later in their years. Mm. And during the pandemic, especially, I became the quote unquote, creative catalyst to conversation, to bring people together at a time where we all felt isolated and apart, where Broadway closed down, where television production was closed down in a lot of places. Everybody was shooting in Utah and Texas. And it has been a way to connect and reconnect with artists, actors, authors, and activists. And nice. you here check a lot of those boxes. So what I would love to do first and foremost is talk to you as the artist I know, the entertainer, the technician, and then hear from you, um, your trajectory and your journey, because we often say that the yellow brick road to success is a curvy one and not necessarily <laughs> traditional. So would you start by giving us a little bit about what you're doing now on your BET series, and then let's go back on your yellow brick road path. Okay, um, this is wonderful. I'm just, I'm so glad you've been doing this. This, this is happening, yay, 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 because we need you and we need this. Um, so right now, I'm a little uh, on hiatus. Uh, from, uh, and I'm gonna say this with just so much love, one of my series, because it's been um, a wonderful journey and I'm so blessed and so grateful and so thankful to, to be able to say that, because woo, working actor, come on. Um, uh, so Family Business is on hiatus. Hopefully we will come back for season five, season four, hopefully we'll come out, uh, you know, towards the end of this year. Um, Blacklist is on hiatus. Hopefully, you know, season 10, yay, 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 will come back. And they'll ask for my character to come back as well. And I'm now recurring on a new TV series called um, Truth Be Told, star starring Octavia Spencer and host of the most delicious humans on the face of Earth. And I think I'm getting ready to uh, another episode, hopefully in the next month or so. So that's what I'm doing now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and just, woo, the gods, the gods are with me because you know what I mean? It's, 
it's about so many things, you know, it's like about being at the right place at the right time, believing in the God, believing in your work and your talent and, um, and never giving up because it's show business for a reason, you know what I mean? And, and the business part can make you want to quit every other day. And, you know, most of our businesses, um, fulfilled with rejection. And so it's really hard to stay humble and loyal and jazz about everything. And then you add a pandemic and everything else that's happening in the world, good God. I don't know how we all get up in the morning, but we do. So. I'm a dancer first. I'm a dancer through and through and thank God for it. Uh, my mom and dad said I came out dancing. And then that that love for dance and performing and watching, I was originally wanted to be a ballerina first. And then I changed up when I went to performing arts high school, I went to the modern department and I was like, oh, maybe I can get into ALE or something. And then I saw my first musical, The Wiz. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to the, hopefully go to the Broadway. And once again, the gods were with me and I did. And so it's been a, a wonderful and gradual uh, uh, process to get to where I am today. Um, and throughout it all, I studied, I started, you know, I realized if I wanted to do Anita in West Side Story, you got to train for it. So I started taking acting lessons and, and bit, bit by bit, putting it together, it together. And, and, <laughs> right and ending up where I am today you, you know what I mean and being able to um uh continue to do it kind of all you know what I mean to jump back from you know a play or a musical to television to film to comedy to drama and it all started you know way back when as a as a dancer so so did you play Anita and brought, did you play Anita in West Side Story? I did. I was uh, uh, in the touring company, the 30th anniversary tour, starring Jack Wagner as Tony. Wow. Oh, are you so fans? Um, and I like to send out a, 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 oh, a heartfelt condolences because Jack and his beautiful wife just lost their son. Oh. So ironic that we're talking about this and West Side Story came back in the fold, and of course Ariana DeBose being exquisite on the Tonys. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I got a chance to do the anniversary tour, and I got also got a chance, which was a privilege. Uh, we were celebrating, um, I think it was the Constitution. I don't think we were celebrating something, and uh, and um, on television, CBS taped. Uh, with a whole bunch of stars and Cicely Tyson introduced the company of West Side Story and me and we got a chance to do the scene with the guys as well as the number of America. So, yeah. Um, well, I, my big uh, first kind of role, but it was more of a kind of like a, not a real, really a review, but was working with Bob Fosse and the national first national tour of dancing. And we each got a chance to shine because we were all principals, which was fantastic. And I uh, ended up having an incredible show, not based on the originals who did the roles that I did 
um, Gwen Vernon, Chris Chapman, of course, Bob Fosse uh, dictated what roles we were going to play. And they gave me a really great show. Not only some incredible dancing, but I also understudied people. Yay for the understudies. Yeah. Uh, as well as doing- Ariana DeBose just talked about the understudies and the swings, right? On the Tonys. Come on through. I was there a yeah. few times. Mm -hmm. And then the next show was Sophisticated Ladies, where um, I was hired as a swing and ended up being Judith Jameson's understudy and going on during previews and got reviewed and oh my God, and standing backstage, you know, actually, yeah, standing backstage, was standing in the audience in the back of the house, you know, watching, you know, the opening number and then the stage manager frantically coming to me says, Valerie, you're on. And I'm like, what? I had no rehearsal no costumes and the first number i did was uh, one of her big solos i understudied judith jameson and one of the first numbers i had to do was that so oh my god and so from there you know i did a show called grind with great ben vereen and the host of some of the most delicious women winona mary and hope clark and the exquisite candy brown um all these incredible women and then um then I did West Side Story. Then, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I lied. Then I worked with Bob Fosse again in his last new show called Big Deal, the year before he died. And then I did West Side Story. So, when my name yeah. Big Deal, who was in it? What was it about? Big Deal was based on a movie called Big Deal on Madonna Street about some bumbling, sweethearted guys trying to do this heist to get money. And there's a love story that ensues. And uh, with all this, and it starred Cleveland Derricks, Alan Weeks, Larry Marshall, Loretta Devine, the most incredible featured dancers on the face of this earth, starting with uh, Stephanie Pope, Katie Huffman, um, Gary Chapman starred, oh, Al D. Lewis starred, um, uh, my partner in crime, uh, uh, Barbara Yeager, uh, I can go on and on and on. Ramel, oh my God, uh, Amelia, uh, Frank Mastrocola, Wayne Salento, and Bruce Anthony Davis. I mean, the list is outrageous. And what I loved about that show is, once again, working with Bob Fosse twi now twice in my lifetime and being able to be his uh, part of his skeleton crew to help him create the choreography. Uh, I helped give auditions. I became his dance captain and I died and went to heaven. <laughs> you still occasionally do workshops, right? You coach young dancers on, on the Fosse style because I've seen your social media postings. Yeah, um, started with uh, Nicole Fosse, Bob Fosse's daughter and the incredible Lloyd Colbert and Dana Moore. About 10 years ago, she came to us and wanted us to help you know, rein in the choreography, try to get it back to its um, original intent. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you lose the choreographer, things, you know, get away from itself a little bit right. sometimes. And so we help, you know, get that back on track. And yeah, so I every, I don't do it as much anymore now because I'm, uh, you know, doing other things, but uh, it's been an honor and a privilege. All right, sweetheart, I want to back up a little bit because you were talking about Wayne Salento, mm -hmm. Chapman, Barbara Yeager, Stephanie Pope, 
Okay, well, there we go. Those are all the three degrees of separation. You know, I was a Joffrey dancer and then I did Scandal for nine yes. weeks with Michael Bennett. And there were so many parallels to the Fosse and Michael Bennett groups, right? Mm -hmm. And we've overlapped. And um, my only most exciting moment with Bob Fosse was when he was interviewing actors for Star 80. I got to read for him. Oh, the age of 10. I went to a school called Bernice Johnson Theater of Performing Arts in Queens, New York. Changed my life. It was the first year they uh, they created this company. The stars of that company have gone on to, at that time, do all, were appearing in all the great television shows and Broadway shows. They were the cream of the crop. And a lot of them were in The Wiz when I, you know, when I went to see that first production. And so it was like, oh my God. But being in that school, um, uh, doing ballet, jazz, tap, Afro-Cuban, um, we did everything. We had guest teacher teachers from Alvin Ailey, um, uh, from Broadway, uh, teach us all these incredible pieces and learn all these incredible techniques. Um, and uh, then I joined the company. So that's where I got my start. I love them so much because not only did we have to dance, we had to, um, choreograph. I was choreographing at 10 um, because our big recitals at the end of the year at uh, Avery Fisher Hall and um, oh. Carnegie Hall. Um, we had to do lights. We had to sew costumes. So they gave me a look into what this total business was going to be. And once again, the business of show. And so not only teaching me how to perform and being able to handle whatever happens on lot during live theater, but also behind the scenes, and also to be to take care of each other, have respect for each other, have respect for everybody that contributes to put on a show. Um, make sure you hang up your costumes when you're done. Don't leave them on the floor so your incredible wardrobe people have to, you know, scuff and try to find your, you know, through your dirty clothes. I mean respect, respect your lighting crew, know how hard it is and what they have to go through to light you, you know what I mean? And so I give everything and thanks to Bernice Johnson and those dancers that I had, to, that I had the privilege of working with and then seeing in the company that happened before me, changed my life. You speak in such an eloquent and elegant way, Valerie. Were you always, really? Yeah. Were you always this sophisticate? Where did you get that? No, I don't know. My parents, I guess. My sister, who's my hero. Um, thank you so much. That is like the best thing ever. Um, the best compliment ever. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> it just um, happens. Well, you know, and for those that are listening and don't see Valerie, she's wearing a white top against a black background. She's got this like glistening skin, red lipstick, white blonde hair, just so gorgeous, but there's sort of an ethereal quality about you. There always has been, you you reek of the Fosse essence. And 
you know, we can't give it all to Fosse somewhere along the genes that came from your, your parents and your grandparents. And, but um, yeah, there's, a, there's an aura of artist about you. I think you talk about the training and the respect and the discipline. And I think these are very important things to talk about for young artists because people are often thinking there's a shortcut. Yeah. And, and we're also sold a, a bill of goods these days. Social media gets you discovered. Uh, you know, I mean, yep. it is about the work. It is about paving the way. And yeah, luck has a lot to do with it when the time and place. It's I always say this business is about timing and access, but it's all preparation for those timing and access. There you go. That's it. You got to be ready. That's right. You got to be ready when that when that blessing, when that uh, you know luck comes your way. And what I love about training, and I tell students and my students and the young folks that I get a chance to speak with, is you know learn it all, do it all. So when a pandemic hits, good God. Oh my God, who knew this was gonna happen? When a pandemic hits, I was um, in a place, because I worked really hard for it, to be able to do television and film when theater and, and Broadway and touring companies shut down. So, you know what I mean? Do a little dancing, do a little acting, do a little singing, do it all so you can just keep that pot stirring. And also it just helps you be a well-rounded performer uh yeah that that that's the deal that you know is longevity too you know it, i mean i ain't mad for people who want their 15 minutes of fame but if that's what you want go do that but if you want to be around for a long time i mean i've been in show business for 45 years you i i feel i feel that you should study and learn and 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 grow and constantly grow and i am so not where i want to be yet <laughs> after all this all this time i'm so not there but that's the excitement part it's not the end result it's the journey let's talk about blacklist because that was so much fun that was first of all when it came out it was just really a, a really great surprise i love james spader i think he's amazing but i also thought that the first show uh, was just so clever yes um so talk about your role on that show and being a woman of color on television. Um, uh, well, I was, uh, once again, blessed to do this role on uh, The Blacklist and how it started um, was they called uh, my agents to use, just to use my picture to be uh, Ari Lennox, uh, Harold Cooper on, on the show's wife. And then it just blossomed from there. They called me in, they realized that I, you know, I was an actress. Um, not only did I do musical theater, but I could do television and film and stuff like that. And so they, you know, gave me a try, you know, to, you know, do a couple of scenes with Harry. I had all, already worked with Harry Lennox. So we played husband and wife before. So we just immediately had that chemistry. And then it just grew from there. It just literally grew from there. I've never been so happy. I absolutely love those guys over there, and especially Mary Harry Lennox. Now it's crazy. After nine seasons, I have never worked with James Spader. Can you believe that? Not one scene. Not one scene. We talk about each other, but we've never done one scene. And I met him once, doing a like a drive-by on set. <laughs> That's so weird. That is crazy. Yeah. 
Now, is that is great. also a theater person because he resonates oh. theater all over himself? Oh my God, he is the thespians of all thespians. He is brilliant. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a theater babe. He's a theater babe. So what show did you do before where you were husband and wife? We did a movie called Stomp the Yard. Oh, okay, I know Stomp the Yard, sure. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, and it was it was just, once again, a thrill of a lifetime, all those incredible people, and getting to see, you know, the stepper step, you know, from the colleges, and yeah, that, that whole uh, creative process, you know, and, and, and because I didn't go to college, so just learning about you know the sororities and how important stepping is and kind of where it came from step dancing boot dancing from africa and how we you know we pass that along to our you know generations of uh youngsters and uh yeah it was it was a beautiful love story and i just loved everybody on that set and my director savannah and yeah it was pretty amazing Do you feel that you've had any challenges being a woman of color in this industry? Um, oh. Ariana DeBose definitely spoke about that. And since you both played Anita, um, you, do you, what, what is your background ethnically, culturally, and did you see that as a challenge for yourself? Yeah, um, well, African-American uh, through and through. Um, yeah, it is always, we, <laughs> people of color, um, even, yeah, <laughs> people of color are, we have to navigate through everything <laughs> always before we're even out of the womb from our DNA ever since we were brought here uh to this country we have been labeled and stigmatized and uh just have to navigate through it and if we want to make in the world we have to find our place in the world and it's always been a struggle it's much better now but it's still a struggle um i know there's been a lot of talk about you know uh how certain races are feeling that they are now being discriminated against. Um, I hate to say it this way, but join the club. We've been dealing with this and we, was, we still continue to deal with this based on only the color of our skin. You know what I mean? It is crazy. And so it has been a fight. It will still be a fight. Um, and we ha just have to keep moving on. Otherwise, we just might just roll up and die. And we're not a group of people that do that. We find our way. And that's what we, that's what I've done throughout my career. I have, you know, found my way um, and never given up. And, and hopefully the stars are aligned where I can, you know, uh, continue to work. Um, but yeah, it has been it has been a hell of a challenge because you know you're not going to get that role because of the color of your skin, not because you're not talented enough or this enough or whatever. It's just because of basically a race, or they're never going to see you for that. 
So when, you know, opportunities do come, like for instance, me on playing a mafia kind of wife uh, on BET's The Family Business, I didn't ever think I would ever get a chance to, you know, have that opportunity to play that kind of role. I always loved the gangster films and watching The Sopranos and Cadney and all those kind of uh, uh, movies, you know, during the black and white films and stuff like that. And I was like, I never get a chance to play that. And here I am. So things are a changing. Uh, unfortunately, racism has never gone away, but it truly has reared its ugly head in the forefront now. And we are finding out, you know, all the truth about a lot of things. And and we just gotta we just gotta find a way and figure this shit out because enough is enough. So, you know, yeah, it's it's been a journey. It's been a journey. You're obviously working, you're in demand, and yet you still have sense of insecurity. Let's hear more about that. That's important. Oh, it sucks, but it keeps me going because I don't give up yet because it's more of a need than a want. I need to do this, not just want to do this. I need to do this. So that keeps me never giving up because it can be so hard, so unforgiving, um, like I said before, 90% of the time it's rejection and, you know, and then, and that's the norm of show business. Then add a per, you're a person of color and you're a woman. So think about that. Think about not only having to deal with that, but then you have to deal with all that comes with, you know, with what racism gives you. And so, and you, and we say, I still want to be in this business. I still want to have a say, and I still want to do great work. And we find our way and we navigate our way. And so, yeah, it's, do you, you got to have a good support team around you to, to keep you lifted, to keep you grounded. And what I would like to know is have the people that have worked with you professionally, your managers, your agent, agents, um, have they been with you for a long time? Yes. Yep. Um, uh, my manager, Jeff Maroney, who I absolutely adore, uh, and my agent's talent works. Um, what was so great is after I did um, uh, a TV series called Half and Half, years ago, we ended in like, I want to say 2005, 2005, 2006. And, you know, I just came off of like a hit TV series and I was having a hard time booking afterwards. You know, I just couldn't get a job. And my manager, uh, I, then I joined with Jeff at that time. And he said, Val, you need to study with this incredible woman. You, it's going to change your life. And so he got me to the most, one of the most delicious uh, um, acting coaches, Lee Kilton Smith. And she changed my life. She changed my life. Um, and I still coach with her today. And Ted Brunetti, uh, who's in New York, who I absolutely adore. I coach with both of them. Um, but yeah. Uh, and so my agents know when to push me. They know when to back off. They know when I'm, you know, I just know that this is not right for me. 
they know when it's like, oh, stop being insecure, go do this, <laughs> you know, uh, my friends do too. And so I've been blessed to have them as a team. They all work well together. They all uh, push each other and for the common good as, you know, and I, I, I thank God for them every day because it's not easy finding an, an agent. You know what I mean? And someone who believes in you and that's it. They believe in me and they still believe in me, you know, and they still believe. It's so nice to hear that because, um, you know, I have a couple acting coaches who <laughs> I got the greatest compliment yesterday from one. He called me a unicorn. He says, Michelle, you really are one of those rare people who can get your client's work. And also you give a shit. And I yes. said, well, when I started in the management business, I wanted to be the manager I never had, you know, and, and then he pitched me a couple actors that he, he coaches and he says, I never do this. I never do this, but these are, I just, I really want you to meet these two actors. They're so wonderful and they're not represented well. And I said, absolutely send me over the material. I can't promise it'll be a good fit, but let me look, you know? And then I saw my former vocal coach was on a resume Shout out to Calvin Rumsberg, who I loved, changed my life, you know, and those are the, the things that draw us together. It's the human quality of like, yeah. I connected to this person and he changed my life. And then, okay, let me see, let me push it forward. Let me pass yeah. it forward, you know? So I yeah. love hearing that from you. And I think that loyalty is um, a rare thing in this industry too. And, and it's, it shouldn't be blind loyalty, but, you know, stick with right. people who help you. And, and yeah. I you when you didn't have faith in yourself. Yeah. Right? And that's, and that's always because, because I, I have sometimes so uh, much, uh, I'll be very honest, low self-esteem. They're the ones they, that, I don't want to get emotional, but hmm. it's nice to have someone who believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. So how can people find out more about you since we've touched on social media and people are after hearing this podcast or want to know all those things that are coming up. What's the best way to follow Valerie? Uh, Valerie Petty Ford, um, V-A-L-A-R-I-E uh, on Instagram as well as uh, uh, the Twitter <laughs> and, and Facebook. Any parting thoughts? Um, let's see. Uh, in the, in the state of the world that we are living in, there's just so much horror. People have gone, what I say, buck wild. I don't know what it is, but good God, we need to fix some things. We need to reevaluate some things. We need to come together as human beings, for God's sakes, for once in our lives, come together as humans and pull it together um, and save our planet so we have some place to pull it together. Um, and to do that, you gotta find love, you gotta find respect for other people. And if you don't understand, if you don't learn about it, talk to somebody about it, just don't assume just don't assume that you know, that you think this is how a group of people are or what you learned from, you know, what you thought you learned from people that are telling lies. Please go out and do some research, do your homework, learn some stuff, and then make an assessment. Um, uh, that's what I say, you know, to the human race. 
um, to my dancers and singers and anybody who wants to be in show business. This is a hard business. You got to love it. You got to love it because it's going to be good times and bad times. Of course, that's with anything, but really with show business because of how we are judged and, you know, how we get gigs and stuff like that. No other profession is like that. And so with that, um, learn your craft, love what you do and love life. You only got one. You gotta enjoy yourself. You got, I have no regrets. I have no regret. I have done it all. I have had the time of my life. And I did that purposely. My sister and I talk about it all the time. All the time. Yes, it's been hard times. Yes, it's been great times. Yes, it's been scary times. But I have but I've lived my life. I live my life. And that's what you have to do. It's not always about you gotta find the balance. That's what I'm trying to say. You gotta find the balance between your work and your humanness. And, and and it's not always easy, but just enjoy yourself, you know, and be kind to one another. That's what I like to say. Yeah, well, there's nothing else to say after that. That's the best wrap up anyone could ask for on a show called Passion to Power, right? Yeah. Love life, love your life. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a treat. Michelle, thank you so much. I am so honored. Please keep posting you twirling because it just brings me so much joy. <laughs> and everything you do, it makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, hopefully I didn't babble too much, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully I got the point across. And you all know I come from a place of love. And um, I just want, I just, I just, I just, mm, don't want to get emotional, but I just, I just am so sick of evil. I'm just sick of it. I'm just had enough of this evil. And I just wish God would come down and just do what he needs to do so we can, you know, find uh, joy and peace and heart. Okay, I'm sending you all of that. Thank you, my darling. I love you. Bye. Bye. So thanks very much for listening to this episode and please share all the episodes with your friends and colleagues. We appreciate your ratings and comments on Apple Podcasts and on social media. If you'd like more information about our programs and our special people and projects, please access www.morezap.com, More Zap Productions for Talent and Literary. And if you'd like to book a special one-on-one coaching or a group clinic or workshop, please access passion-power.com and you can fill out our form there and make a request. Thanks again.